This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. I want to speak this morning for just a few moments on breakthrough. Say breakthrough. And I realize that some of us need a breakthrough. Some of us need to see God come through for us. And I'm going to tell you how to get that this morning. Let me give you the definition of breakthrough. It means a sudden advance, development, achievement, or increase that overcomes any restriction to progress. And we know that there's scientific breakthroughs, there's technology breakthroughs all the time, there's um, medical breakthroughs, there's many different breakthroughs, but we need a breakthrough from God. And I think that the, the scriptures are very straightforward and tells us exactly how to get these, these breakthroughs. You might need a breakthrough in your marriage, your relationships, but the truth is we all need breakthroughs at times. We all uh, will have a time in our life that we need and we must have a breakthrough. The church has had times where we needed a, a breakthrough and God's given us a sudden advance and, and, and settled things for us. And I uh, have numerous uh, instances of that. Under pressure, under stress, many times God's voice becomes the clearest. And why is that? I believe it's because we position ourselves to hear. We'll make the adjustments to in our time or whatever it takes to hear from God because we're under stress, we're under this pressure. So therefore, a lot of times when the stress and the pressure is the greatest, you can get your breakthrough because you'll do what it takes to position yourself to hear from God, to get before Him and to hear His voice. But I want to read you uh, about someone who was under a tremendous pressure and tremendous stress. <coughs> Excuse me. I think you'll recognize who, who it is. In Luke 22, verse 41. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. Then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Now, how many would agree with me that Jesus had some pretty strong faith? Well, see, there's many times we think, uh, well, if you have faith, you shouldn't be under any pressure or any stress. But here's Jesus under tremendous stress, tremendous pressure, and he needed a breakthrough. He's, he's sweating blood. I mean, we agree with me, that's some stress there. Now, maybe you've been stressed, but that's stress there when the blood starts coming out. And here's Jesus. So maybe it's not true that if you have faith, there's no pressure, there's no stress, because Jesus himself faced this. C.S. Lewis said, God whispers to us in our pleasures, 
but he shouts to us in our pain. And it's not that God's the author of sickness and, and disease and, and pain. We don't believe that. We don't teach that. But there's something about that you can get in such a place that whatever it takes, I'm getting before my God. And I'm on, I'm on seek him. I'm going to him and I've got to hear from him. How many know what I'm talking about? That you've got to hear from God. You need to hear from Him. So sometimes in that pain we get serious with God and we change our attitude. We change some things that need to be changed. Because there are times that you'll be under pressure because of circumstance or even the enemy's attack. Some of our greatest breakthroughs come in the midst of pressure. Say, God, I've got to have a breakthrough, and I need a breakthrough now. Well, let me tell you what David did in Psalm 77, verse 2. It says, when I was in distress, I sought the Lord. There's your answer right there. He sought the Lord. He was in, in stress. He was distressed. What did he do? He sought the Lord. That's your answer. We don't seek the breakthrough. You might need help in your marriage. You might, might need help with your, your child on the job or a job change or whatever it is, your finances. You might need help, but the answer is not the answer. The answer is to go to God, seek God. David sought the Lord. Pressure's on you. Don't seek just the answer to that thing. Seek. God, he's the one that you go to. He's the one that you seek. First Chronicles 4.8, we look and see it, David's situation. When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over all Israel, they mobilized all their forces to capture him. Think about this, he's just crowned king. It's a time of celebration. It's a time of of rejoicing. David is king. Saul, King Saul, is dead. He's gone. The one who stalked David for years and sought to kill him is gone. And you think, wow, the pressure's gone. The stress is gone. I'm rejoicing. I'm celebrating. Everyone's having a great time. But then it says the enemy comes against him. You ever felt the enemy come against you? It's not just one way. It's two ways or maybe three ways. Just take it as a compliment. He knows he can't touch you with just one. He comes against you. Well, do like David. Make sure you seek the Lord. Make sure you go to him. But here he is. You think that everything's good. But verse 9, it says, Then the Philistines went and made a raid on the valley of Rephaim. And David inquired of God, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? The Lord said to him, Go up, for I will deliver them into your hand. What do you do when you need a breakthrough? When you're facing the enemy, seek the Lord. But what did David? He inquired. He asked for guidance. Now, that's what we're on do 21 days of prayer and fast. We're seeking, inquiring of the Lord, getting his wisdom, his guidance, his insight. 
We're, we're seeking Him and His voice for clarity. We're going to Him t- together. But this seems like a no-brainer. David's being attacked. The enemy is everywhere. They mobilized all their forces coming against them. And you what? I'm going to ask God if I should attack. Should I go against them? Well, this is just natural logic. They're attacking me, God. I'm, I'm after them. But David asked the Lord, should I go? Should I go? Because I don't want to go without you. I want your will. I want your plan. And sometimes it's not always the will of God com- to have a confrontation. Sometimes God will tell you to button it. Be quiet. Sometimes you got to pray, God, do I make an issue of this thing at work or not? Do this thing that's bugging me about my wife, do I make a, a deal about this or not? Or my kids or whatever it is, you seek the Lord. He may not want you in that battle. He might want you to back up and pray and just keep seeking Him. You ever been around people that they just cannot help but unload what's on them? Used to work with some. Just five minutes with them, they're going to give you everything. They're going to unload it, give you all the issues, correct you, or what. I mean, they're just, they're just out with it. But see, that's not. For us and then they wonder why they have no friends no one wants to hang around them <laughs> psalms 127.1 says unless the lord builds the house they labor in vain who build it See, so we want to make sure that we're building and doing what God wants us to do. Proverbs 15.23 says, A man has joy by the answer of his mouth, and a word spoken in due season, how good it is. You know, you can speak the truth. It can be the right thing, but it may not be due season. And we've all done it. We've all received something that wasn't in due season. We've all given something that wasn't in due season. We've got to ask the Lord. We've got to have His wisdom. When we think everyone is, is, is wrong except us, <laughs> we need to get before God. We need to listen to Him. But God was honored by David. By Him seeking Him first, and the Lord said, Go. In verse 11, So they went up, to Baal-perazim, and David defeated them there. Then David said, God has broken through my enemies by my hand like a breakthrough of water. Therefore, they called the name of that place Baal-perazim. The breakthrough came because David sought the Lord. The breakthrough came because David went to the God of the breakthrough. He is the Lord of breakthrough. He is the one that gives us that breakthrough. 
And some other translations are, are interesting. It says, like a flood, the Lord has broken through my enemies. Another one says, he burst through my enemies like a raging flood. When I read that, I thought of Isaiah 59, 19. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. You know, we put the comma after in the wrong place, I believe. We say when the enemy comes in like a flood, comma. But I believe it's like this. When the enemy comes in, comma, like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord raises up a standard against them. Another one who needed the breakthrough was Jehoshaphat. In 2 Chronicles 19, verse 4, Jehoshaphat lived in Jerusalem. And once again, he went out among the people from Beersheba to the hill country of Ephraim and brought them back to Yahweh, the, the God of their ancestors. King Jehoshaphat, after some probing from a prophet, he's turning the people back to God. And he's setting up some uh, wonderful structures to help the people in turning back to God. He sets up judges, and he tells these judges, you're to settle disputes, you're to uh, help people according to the law of God, according to the word of God. And he told them, you're not serving uh, people, you're serving God. God is the one that is watching out who you're serving. And he set up Levites and, and teacher, teachers and, and people all around to help minister the law of God, the word of God to the people. He's doing good things. He, he's going about kingdom business. He's doing some great things. And we need structure to grow. You need people. We need to connect with people. Because if I'm just by myself, I will always look with just the perspective of myself. There are things that I can't see. Ellen will get me and say, don't leave the house. Come here. I need to do something with the back of your hair. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I don't want to go out there like that. Now, why do I need her? Because I can't see the back of my head. And don't mention me by mirror. I can't see the back of my head. I don't have eyes back there. So like a good wife, she takes care of it. She fixes it. But let me tell you, we all have blind spots. We all have areas that we don't, you will not deal with or see or notice until you're connected with a group. That's the reason in the next few weeks when we open up uh, the church, we do our small groups. You need to be a part of a small group. You think you know yourself, but you really know yourself when you're gathered around with other people. God starts speaking to you about you. And you learn things. And you see things. There's places that I would never deal with, never grow if I was never connected with someone else. And got to see a different vantage point because I had blind spots. But we all do. We all have spots. We all need each other. God made it that way that we need the body of Christ. We need each other. So get involved uh, in that small group because it's a place of growth. Sunday services are great, but it's not complete. 
You need to be involved in a close-knit group of other believers. So here's Jehoshaphat. He's attacked for doing something good. Many times the attack of the enemy comes when you're doing something good. Doesn't mean you're doing something wrong. You're doing something good and here comes the enemy to attack you. Satan attacks him. Let me just read it to you. Verse uh, 2 Chronicles 20, verse 1. After this, after he does the judges and Levites, you can read all that, sets these structures in place. The Moabites, Ammonites, together with some of the Mennonites, came to fight against Jehoshaphat. People came and told Jehoshaphat, A vast number from beyond the Dead Sea and from Edom have come to fight against you. They are already in Hazes. Hazazan Tamar, which is in Jedi, Jehoshaphat was afraid and he resolved to what? Say it. Seek the Lord. Then he proclaimed a fast for all Judah, who gathered to seek the Lord. They even came from all the cities of Judah to seek the Lord. They didn't seek a breakthrough. They sought the Lord. I mean, this was too much for them to handle. This was beyond them. This was bigger than them. And the Lord spoke to them during the fast. And he tells them, look, you're not even going to have to fight this battle. The Lord's going to fight the battle. See, when you seek the Lord, the battle becomes his battle. When you seek the Lord, you're putting it in the rightful hands of the one who has already paid the price, already won the war. This thing is over. It's a finished work. It's a done deal because Jesus has accomplished it at the cross. And I can be in rest. And when I'm in rest, I'm fighting and doing warfare against the enemy because I'm in the cross. I'm in Christ. And I'm blessed. The battle is the Lord's. We got to give it to him. How do you give it to him? You seek him. You stop just gorging and having a, a Christmas coma because you ate so much like I did. Ah. Where's the bed? Just full. And you're just in this coma. See, you can get stuffed and full of stuff that hinders you from hearing. <laughs> but see, when you get some faith food, when you go to the Word of God and you get some faith food, you get strong because you realize the battle is the Lord's. It's His battle. And he will win. He will come through. Let me just read this to you. It says, and this is verse 17, you do not have to fight this battle Position yourself, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. He is with you, Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Understand they're completely outmatched. They're unprepared. They're, this is a hopeless cause. There's no way they can defeat these armies that are lined up against them. But after seeking the Lord, breakthrough, the voice of breakthrough comes and God says, the battle's not yours, but the battle is the Lord's. Stand still and see the salvation of your God. Position yourself. What's that position? It's a position of faith. It's a position of rest. 
and receive what God has already done. The battle is His. Now we have to stay connected to the victor. So we're going to seek the Lord. We're going after Him. And then it says, when Judah came to the place overlooking the wilderness, they looked for a large army, but there was only corpses lying on the ground. Nobody had escaped. Nobody had escaped. And when you read this out, it says that they came against each other. Two picked on one. Then the two that picked on the one and, and killed all of them picked on each other, and I guess the last two standing stabbed each other at the same time and said, bye. And they're all gone. Nobody was left. But part of this, the message was, look, the battle is the Lord, but one thing, we want the praise and worship team to head it up. Said, send them first, and then you follow. Go get them. I want you to know the battle is mine. Get the praise and worship team first and then just follow them. How many know that the praise and worship team had some faith? I mean, this is a, they're so outnumbered, but the worship team is going first. I believe that speaks to us today. Seek the Lord and worship Him and praise Him. Let that be our first year, the beginning of the year, to praise Him for what He has done. Praise Him for who He is. And they, they marched and marched. And then the praisers come and they're, they're praising God, giving thanks to Him. And then they see, can you imagine how many bodies were there? We're not talking about just a few. They're all over the place. I imagine their voices got louder then. I, I imagine they hit a different level of praise and worship then. <laughs> and here comes the rest of everyone up behind them. And we heard y'all from a distance. What's going on? And then they see it. And then they have a great praise and, and gathering, thanking God for the breakthrough. Because let me tell you, the enemy came in, but like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord raised up a standard against them. He'll do the same for you. If that was the old covenant, what about the new covenant? We have better promises. We have a better promise because it's after the cross. This is a done deal. We have the favor of God. We have the blessing of God. How much more should we be worshiping and thanking God before we see the dead corpse? <laughs> we need to worship Him. We need to thank Him. We need to give Him praise. To give Him honor. God will bless this time. God will bless you. Whatever you do, God will bless. Because He rewards those that diligently seek him what's the answer to breakthrough seek him 
What's the answer to that thing that you're going through? Maybe that thing that you're perplexed about, that's a struggle for you. You can't seem to get over the hump. What do you do? Seek the Lord. Set your face to seek Him. Pray and fast. Do without some TV. Do without some foods. Whatever it is, whatever the Lord leads you to do, and don't just stop there. you got to take that time and spend with the Lord. Take that time and read His Word. Take that time and worship Him. See what David did and what Jehoshaphat did, they went to their strong place. What's your strong place? Your secret place. The secret place of the home, Most High God where you're invited, where you can go. And you remember in that teaching, said, it's like a, you step up into a bed. You can rest in the secret place. And you can look down because you have authority over, over all the, what the enemy's doing and be blessed. Amen? Hallelujah. We're believing for each one, reach one. We're believing for two families a month to be added to the church. They go through the growth track. They are plugged into a small group. God gave the, spoke it, and he said one plus one equals two. He said it takes one to double. He said each one, reach one, will double. It's his will that we increase, and it's time for us to increase. Believing for a breakthrough for increase. Believing that those that you invite will respond and come. And we're going to set up candles. It would be here, but... Uh, Matt, Matthew Levine's making it, and Ashley had a baby. So he has good reason. But last week we had five guests with us, so we'll have five candles up. And when you invite someone, they hear the gospel. Every time someone responds, they're hearing the gospel. And we want to be those that he has made us into fishers of men, that we can win the lost and those who are unchurched, those that uh, need to be restored back in the fellowship of God. We, we want God's presence to bring healing and freedom. But we want to develop a cult culture here at Harvest of each one reach one. And you see it uh, up here. Develop a culture of each one reach one. Every member of Harvest sharing the love of God with others every day. To add two new families to the church each month, they have completed the growth track, connected to a small group. To experience a harvest of people getting saved, uh, restoring fellowship, healed, set free, discipled, equipped, empowered to minister in their world. That's what we're believing for, breakthrough in these areas, that we'll have the revelation because we're empowered to be who we really are, and this is who we are. Amen? This is who we really are. Let's bow our heads. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662-890-1573 or toll-free at 866-383-8277. You are Lord,
Nothing.